I think that the Bucks should sit Giannis these first two games. Now, let me tell you why. Now, let me tell you why. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I want to play. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. Jay Hill, my dog. What it is, bro? Yes, sir. It's NBA Finals time. Let's get it, John. You know the vibes. <laughs> NBA Finals time, baby. You know the vibes, baby. <laughs> so, Jay Hill, bro, I, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I'm not even going to play. Let's just cut straight to the chase, man. There's two teams left. We got... The Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, both who haven't been to the finals in centuries, dog. The, the last time the Phoenix Suns went to the finals was 1993, and the last time the Bucks went to the finals was 1974. So, first of all, Jay Hill, let me say, did you, did you expect this at the beginning of the year? You didn't. No way, huh? No one. No one expected this, this finals matchup. No way. I mean, these are two teams that came out of the woodworks. They definitely had – they definitely made – uh, acquisitions. Well, I guess the Bucks just signing Giannis and the huge addition for the Phoenix Suns, which was adding CP3, adding, you know, a top 10, top five uh, caliber player of all time, uh, in my opinion. And they made the right additions, but no, I did not, ex- I did not see this coming. I mean, this was, this was just totally out of left field. There's always a chance with a superstar like Giannis, but I didn't, I didn't believe in the Bucks. So 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 tell me if you remember at the beginning of the season who did you have and sitting in sitting in this finals right now sitting in the finals early on I had the Lakers and coming out of the west uh that they, I thought they were the clear and obvious favorite just coming back to back LeBron AD and then in the east I had Brooklyn uh with with the addition and this was before uh they assigned uh or before they traded for James Harden I had Brooklyn so I had a Brooklyn Laker final me too. And I think that most of the world had that, man. Most of the world <laughs> because and it, it, it's not even just because, you know, like those are just the best two teams. It was like the basketball junkie in us just wanted to see that, man. Like that would have been a dream matchup to watch. But I, I you know what? I say don't quit on. It. I think we might get that in, 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 in the soon coming years, man. But for now, let's talk about the teams that matter, man. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Jay Hill, tell me who do you have in how many and then let's jump into this argument, or we might not even argue, and we might agree. Mm-hmm. I got the Suns in six. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I got the Suns in seven. Okay, but okay. I gotta, I gotta put a little, a little asterisk next to it because if the Bucks fall in love with the three pointer, like they did on some game, like they did some of the games against the Hawks, I got Suns in six, man. Because mm-hmm. if the Bucks don't play that bully ball, right? I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're that they're gonna really be at, at their best, right? So game five, uh, Bucks for Bucks versus Hawks series. In my opinion, that was the best game that the Bucks have played, uh, really throughout through, throughout the entire playoffs. Man, you know they had twenty eight points in the paint by the end of the first quarter. Man, Brook Lopez, Brooke Lopez went for thirty three points, shot fourteen shot shot uh, shot fourteen uh, shot eighteen shots made 14 and only had one shot outside of the paint, man. So we see that when they utilize that bully ball, man, it's just, it, 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 it's just not much that a lot of other teams can do. So, so, so Jay Hill, like before, before we mo- keep moving forward, like how do, how do you feel about that, man? Do you feel that like the Bucks should pack the paint or, or how, how are you feeling about the Bucks' uh, initial game plan? 
I think that it's clear uh, and obvious the, the Bucks, their offense works well when they get paint touches early on uh, in the possession, whether that's the penetration of uh, Drew Holiday, uh, Chris Middleton getting to his mid-range shot and not settle, necessarily settling for threes and uh, playing through the big men. I think uh, they have they have that versatility down low with, uh, like you said, the bully ball of uh, Bobby Portis and as well as we've seen the emergence of him as well as Brooke Lopez. And we saw that standout performance 33 that he had in, in game seven. So I think in, in order for, for Milwaukee, they have to have number one, the consistency of Chris Middleton uh, and Drew Holiday. I think those two, they, they have to be the top performance. And it goes without saying without Giannis, it's got to be Chris, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday right off the bat, but even with them in the lineup, they rely on those guys heavily. So the consistency has to be there from that duo. And then you need, we know what PJ Tucker brings. He's, he's, he's the do it all that no one else wants to do. He's going to do all the things that no one else. He's the janitor. He's here. He's here to clean up the mess. That's simply what he does. And then Brooke Lopez, if he can, he can get involved and in, in kind of stay right with Deandre Ayton and that, and that center matchup, that's, that's a matchup. That's not being talked about a lot, but I think that's going to be a huge factor in in the way this series goes. Uh, if if who wins that five matchup, are you saying it's going to be a huge factor help uh, helpful towards the Bucks, or are you saying it's going to be a huge factor helpful towards the Suns? With that, uh, in, in terms of whoever wins that matchup, it's going to be helpful for whatever team. If if Aiton's winning it for Phoenix, it's going to be huge for them. And if Brooke Lopez is is, is winning that matchup for uh, for for sorry for Milwaukee then it's uh, it's huge for them so whoever's winning that basically it's gonna okay be okay well Jahil, I, I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought up book man Brick Lopez because that's my next point I gotta talk to you about man so you know we just talked about the the Bucks need to pack that paint man need to play that bully ball yeah. if if this is the way they want to win but but there's a problem with that there's a problem with that there's a big 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 problem with that if we just saw Trey Young the young assassin just eat up Brooke Lopez out of that pick and roll, out of that drop coverage. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the mid-range god CP3 and Devin Booker are going to do to him? Can you imagine that? And so that is my question to you. We understand that the Bucks need to pack that paint, but you also need to play that defense. And I don't know what the Bucks should do right now, man. So Jay Hill, let, let let's talk about it and let's come to a conclusion as to what you know what what lineups you know maybe the, maybe the Bucks should run. Do you think the Bucks should continue to run that horrendous drop coverage? Should they, should Brook try to come up a little bit more, or is he just going to get smoked every time? How, how are you feeling about this, Jay? I think I think they definitely he has to come up a little more. Uh, we've seen we've seen what. It's almost like the mid-range game is back. It's CP3 has has brought it back, and it, and it's great to see as as even someone in my position when I'm when I used to play in, in university, I love the mid-range game, and I think it's often overlooked. And CP3 and Devin Booker, that's what they're thriving on right now, and I'd love to see it back in the game because a lot of times we forget about like you like you said uh, the mid-range game because everyone's today's NBA it's about threes and twos and getting all the way to the rim and it's I love seeing it but in order for Phoenix in order it's a high percentage shot too for them for Devin Booker and CP they're making it almost like a layup so in order for them for them to stop it Brooke Lopez has no no option other than to step up and force the drive or force them to kick um 
or else, I mean, we know CP3, that's a layup. That's layup time. D-book, that's layup time. And they also force them to get the ball out of their hands and not settle for that mid-range game because that's that's going to be their downfall, which is why I don't see them. I see them maybe taking two games, but it's just going to create a matchup nightmare uh, and lots of problems for them defensively, which is why uh, I don't see them winning this series. Yeah, it, it 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 really it really it really is tick for tack, man. You know, as I'm as I was looking at at the lineup, and as I've been really just watching, you know, all the Sun series and and, and all the Bucks series, I, I've I've really saw the value that Brook brings to to, to the team because he he does bring a, a tremendous value, man. You know, he stretches the floor. He's a big that 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 can protect the rim, but as as we both just mentioned, you know, D Book and CP can play him off the court. But let me ask you, do you think they actually will play him off the court to the point where the Bucks will be forced to play m- much more of a T- uh, of a PJ Tucker role on uh on Aiden? Do do how, how do you how do you think that will go because I also think that if the Bucks go to that PJ Tucker, it's going to be much like that Clippers series, baby. <laughs> Aiden yeah. going to eat up uh, uh, PJ Tucker just like how he ate up Morris. So Absolutely. what do you, what do you go with? Absolutely. I think I think they're going to be forced to so early on, they're going to have to hold that matchup with Brick Lopez, just simply off the fact that they're, they're going to force the switch. It's ultimately going to come down the, the switch. Brooke Lopez is going to have to step up, but boom, we got that rim runner in DeAndre Ayton, and we know how he catches around the rim. And with his confidence at such a high level, even if he gets the, in the post on a mismatch, he's going to work. That's an easy bucket for him the confidence and level he's playing at. So I think early on in the series, and we know how stubborn stubborn uh, Budenholzer is as a coach. So early on, we're going to see him sticking with his game plan. Maybe they go down 2-0. Maybe they're able to split uh, in Phoenix. I believe the first two games are in Phoenix. Um, so maybe they stick with that game plan, but are, they're going to have to be forced to play uh, P.J. Tucker at the five. And then, ooh, baby, it's it's work time. It's, it's You know what they say, it's barbecue chicken, as Junior always says. Uh, it's barbecue chicken for, for DeAndre Ayton and uh, P.J. Tucker. I think he just – he has that dog mentality, but he he lacks the size, and we're going to see that in that matchup if, they, if they're forced to go small. Man, and boy, boy, are we are, are we gonna see that, man? But Jahil, let, let's for for a second, let's let's take a step aside from the role players, man. Let's look at let's look at the players that everyone knows about. Everyone is just raving about, raving about, man. That's and that, and that's the star players, man. That's Giannis, that's D Book, and that's C and that's CP three. So in the Sun, in, in the in the season series that the, the Suns and the Bucks had, the Suns swept them, took them 2-0. In both games, the book and CB3 had more than 25, and I, I think it was more mainly attributed to that drop coverage that Brooke kept running. But I got to put this out there. Giannis is averaging 40, a 40-piece 40 in a series. Averaging a 40-piece in a series, man. So who do you, what stars do you think really will will, will show up and, and, and take, you know, become – the one star, right? Because right now we don't know who's going to be the guy between CB3, D book and Giannis. Like we don't know who's going to show up and make themselves like, look, I'm going to solidify a star, right? Like that last, uh, that last Suns, that, that, that last Suns game, when Chris Paul went, went for 41, man, you could just see it in the game. He was, he just took, he just took it over. He was like, you know what? I'm the guy, I'm the star. I'm going to close this out. Who's hitting big shots was talking, was talking, uh, getting to the hoop was getting in, in, in other players ears, man. And I think that 
for every team to be able to pull off a win, man, what they really need to get is they, they really need that one. I mean, you, you need a team, but you really need that one guy who knows he's that guy. Give me the ball and I got it. Between D-Book, CP3, and Giannis, who, who you think it's going to be? You know, CP has been killing it. Giannis has been killing it. But at the end of the day, this is it's, – it's D-Book time. It's D-Book time, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, number one, CP3, like you said, game – in that game, uh, he took it over. We saw it in game six. He took over the game. Uh, but I think for them to rely on him, he, he's too old, and he – he doesn't have, he lacks that, uh, to do that on a consistent basis. He just realized the time and place and he said, I'm going to take this game over because he had that, that energy left in the tank because right. He missed the first two games of the, of the series. So he had that extra energy left over, but in order for them and, and say this with your prediction, if the game goes, if the series goes seven D book, D book's got those fresh young legs, man. He's ready to take that next step that next chapter of superstardom. Uh, and I think it's just his time. We're going to see him take over this series. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen the shades of, of, of Kobe in him. I'm not going to say right away, no disrespect to Kobe. Um, rest his soul. But I mean, I, I just think it's D book time. Uh, just, just for a number of reasons. Uh, he has that it factor. He's, he's plays with so much confidence uh, and, and his team just feeds off it. And we see it time and time again throughout these playoffs, regardless of injuries, regardless of who they're coming up against, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Jokic, uh, and it's whether it's PG. Um, so uh, it's just it's just time. It's time for, no pun intended, for D-Book to turn that page. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious, Jay. You're hella funny. But, hey, look, Jay, so I, 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 I want to talk about something, something you just said. You know, you, you see – you said it's, it's deep book time. You know, you said that deep book touching that stardom, right? He, 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 he that guy, but I, I got somebody over there on the other team has already been in that stardom. So what, what, what is it? Why are you, are you discrediting him or, or, or are you just saying that deep book is going to just simply outplay him? Do you think it's the injuries? Actually, as a matter of fact, we'll, we'll get into the injuries a little bit later on, but just, just text me, just talk to me as, as far as, Man, what about what about that other guy, man? What about that Greek yeah. freak? The Greek freak. The Greek freak is a, a superstar himself. Uh, but just simply in the fact, and we the common theme has been, what do you want in a star player? What do you want in an NBA Finals, let alone at the end of the game, someone who can close? And that's just been the theme throughout the whole playoffs. And you've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. And a player who can't close. And I'm more confident in Chris Middleton, someone you didn't mention, mm -hmm. or Drew Holiday closing at the end of the games and I can't rely on and I can't put my my faith in someone who can't close who can't shoot uh reliably from the three-point line let alone mid-range and relies heavily on getting to the rim uh in in late game situations so for that reason I just I just can't go with my guy Giannis and that's not discredit throughout the game I mean there's no doubt about it that he can take over the game in so many ways he's a superstar no doubt about it but for that, for those reasons, and and relying on clutch time, because that's when when the game matters. That fourth quarter, you're down, you're up, and you and you need buckets. You need someone to rely on. You need to drop a play and say, okay, he's D book's gonna get me a bucket. Giannis is gonna be a bucket, and I just can't rely on him uh, for that at this point. So, uh, for that reason, Giannis is is isn't that guy. 
for 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 the series. Man, you, you know, I I gotta I gotta agree with you, man. I, I I had to bring up I had to bring up Giannis. You know, I got we gotta show him the the the, the respects. You know, because he he is a, he is an absolute great player, and he is a player that like how you said can get you right two there and then you need somebody to, to to close you out man you know uh i i don't know if it's a lot of baseball fans on here you know but i know baseball you know they got like the 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 closing pitcher right so you you, you get it you bring a pitcher that brings you right to that end of the game and then you got a chris middleton you know to to close you out but i i, I want to mention something you know you you said that 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 drew uh you you mentioned drew and cp3 you also mentioned about cp3's age drew isn't that old Drew is younger. We know a great defender. Do you think Drew will cause havoc on CB3? How, how do you think how do you think this Drew and CB3 matchup is going to go work out? Absolutely. I think that's right up there with that that five matchup. Uh that that's going to be a thrilling matchup. I think CB3 where he has an advantage is is the IQ and being able to to you know use his experience to his advantage. But but like you said, Drew Holiday's got those young legs. Uh, I think he's very determined. Uh, he he acts as you know the stopper, but he can also get he's a huge part of of getting a bucket for them as well. So I don't even Amen. really see uh, matchup wise him being someone covered by CP3. I think they maybe look to switch that matchup a lot with uh, Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder. Just just throwing different looks at him. Because I think really it'll be create, like you said, uh, there'll be a huge problem if Drew Holiday gets going. And like I said, or like I mentioned earlier, Chris Middleton. So, and it, all this relies really on the health of Giannis because he just adds another threat to them. That goes without saying. But uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Right now, I have to give the edge to CP3, just, just credential-wise and what we've seen throughout the uh, the playoffs and what he did in that last game against the Clippers, man, that was something I I've been waiting to see from him. And I honestly go back to 2018 when he got injured against the Warriors in that series. And if you remember, he took over game five uh, and then unfortunately got injured at the end of that game. And, and, and I think, and I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to obviously as a Warrior fan, but I think, man, if he's healthy, I don't know. I don't know. I think CP, we, we are starting to, we saw what we're seeing from him now. Uh, and he was playing at that level. So, man, I, I, I remember that. I remember that game five. He was hitting threes on Curry, hitting his own shimmy on him. Mm-hmm. I remember, man. And, and, and when oh. we all thought, you know, if he played that game six, it, 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 it would have been raps. But, right. Jay Hill, I, I have to, I have to talk, I have to stop you, man, because you, you, you said, all of this is predicated on Giannis's health. All of this is predicated on Giannis's health. So I, I, I got a hot take. I got a hot take, Jay Hill. So I want you to, I, I, I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me how you feel about this hot take. I think that the Bucks should actually sit Giannis these first two games. Wow. I think that the Bucks should sit Giannis these first two games. Now let me tell you why. Now let me tell you why. So. You know, I'm a big, I'm a huge believer in, in in looking at what looking at what's working, like what is working for other people, what's not working for other people, and you know, history usually repeats itself, right? History usually mm-hmm. repeats itself. We've we, we have seen history throughout this playoffs of star players trying to power through injuries, 
and absolutely actually derailing their team and hurting their team. Let's look at it. Anthony Davis had that growing injury. Oh, I'm going to power through it. Played the first five, six minutes. Couldn't really help his team. Zero points. Wasn't really the, – the, the, the player he was was getting exploited on defense. Trey Young, he had that he, – he, he rolled his ankle – was out there like, oh, no, I'm going I'm, I'm to do what I got to do. I, I'm going I'm, to I'm play. I'm going to get out there. We clearly saw Trey Young had seven. I, I believe he had uh, 13 points and seven, uh, seven turnovers and did not look like himself out there. Could not make the same cuts. Could not uh, push off the ankle this, the, the, the same way. And in turn, actually hurt his team, man, because it's better to have a, a bench player who's fully healthy than a, a star who's just, man, half of himself, you know, a shell of himself. Another player, we saw Harden. Harden, you know, went out there, went, went to play on the hamstring. And, you know, I, I, KD still was able to pull it off because that's you, – you know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know I am, <laughs> Kevin Durant. But, but James Harden looked like a shell of himself. He literally was, like, playing off ball, um, just trying to, get, uh, trying to get others involved and not really – James Harden and all those games really actually hurt their hurt their team. Now here's, I mean, of course my hot take is is that Giannis shouldn't play those two games, but this is the reason why I don't believe Giannis should play those two games, man. Because if he powers, if he powers through his injuries and gets hurt worse, like of course you know that that that'll be that that'll be hurtful to the the, the Bucks franchise and, and and the series. But the Bucks know how to play without Giannis. The Bucks know how to play with Giannis and without Giannis. But what the Bucks don't know is how to play the middle ground. They don't know how to play with, uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's play Giannis like 20 minutes. Let's keep him on like a minute restriction. No, 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 no. In my opinion, if you're going to play Giannis, you play him as you regularly play him, as if that knee injury never happened, as if that knee injury never happened. Of course, you know, you, you, you keep him on the bench, you know, you ice his knee, you, you, you help him like that. But I don't think that they should play him on any minutes restrictions because if they do that, then just don't even play him, man, because then you're going to be trying to run an offense through a Giannis that's that's somewhat hobbling out there when you got a healthy Drew and a healthy Chris who just combined for 60 points in this last game. So we see that they can do it without Giannis, man. They can do it with Giannis and without Giannis, but they cannot play that middle ground. I think that middle ground is where uh, – that's where it gets scary for the Bucks, man. So that's why I, that's why I got my hot take. The Giannis should not play the first two games, and as soon as they get back to to uh, Milwaukee, turn it up, man. You feeling me on that or no? I think that's a very very good take. Uh, but but my counter to that is if if I I definitely agree that game one, if he's not fully healthy to go, and and I'm talking ninety. Because you're never never 100% as a player, especially at this late at this stage of the playoffs. Everyone's playing with the injury. Everyone's dinged up. Uh, and that's just a simple fact. But if he's at, you know, 80, 70, 75%, uh, it's Giannis, man. And, and I think if you – especially if you lose game one, uh, you got you to gotta at least consider playing him from game two because having that, having that element on the floor, even if he's not at 100%, I, I would take – you know, a 70 percent, 75 percent Giannis just to create an, another matchup nightmare, someone who the defense has to think about uh, and, and someone who can facilitate even if he's not looking to get get his own. And I think if you go down 2-0 uh, in, in Phoenix and, and you still don't have that home court advantage, uh, that could be very, very detrimental to their hopes. Um, and, and we're already looking at a team who lacks the firepower, in my opinion, uh, to, to compete with with all the weapons Phoenix has, especially that big three with Aiden, Paul, and uh, and Booker, but I think 
I agree with with if you can if you can afford to steal one game one, then man, you're sitting pretty with Giannis out. But if you lose game one without Giannis, I think you got to consider it. But I definitely best of both worlds. Yes, the best best option, like you said, in terms of hurting the team and creating, you know, that in between stage where he's not healthy. Uh, with what we saw with Trey, like you said, James, um, Katie, obviously. He, that was the worst case gets a serious, serious injury. Um, uh, so, so I think you, you got to consider it after game one, uh, just, just strictly for a different look. And then if he doesn't have anything, then you take him out right away. Uh, if he's, if he's looking hobbled and if he's looking like, you know, what it happened to AD, which was, you know, unfortunately with a hamstring or sorry, with a groin injury, I think that was foolish of them, you know, bringing him out there anyway, because you have no ability to move laterally and it affects a lot of things with a knee injury. You wrap it up, brace, you know, have some IV probably. I don't know what you got to do. Just get it, get it going. Uh, see, give them a look and, and say, strike that fear into Phoenix. If they get game one and say, you know, Giannis is here, game plan for it. And I think Phoenix will game plan for him regardless. Um, if he plays or not, because they just want to be ready for whatever they see. Okay, okay, okay. So, so basically, you're not feeling my hot take. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I say, yeah, yeah. I, I would say I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling it if they get game one. So okay. I'm. You're on the fence. Sense. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, but okay, so. Then, <laughs> But then I'm not feeling it. Okay, I'm not feeling okay. it. We'll okay, that. okay. We'll that. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Stand, stand yeah. on what you believe, Jack. I say game one, definitely I agree with that. Game one, no doubt. Okay, okay. So, so Jay Hill, l- let me l- let me ask you something, man. You know, uh, we, uh, our, our last, our, our last pod, well, it was, it was technically our, uh, we did, we did a collab pod, man. You know, shout out, shout out the Big Shot Pod, man. You know, the, they had us on there. It was a great, great, great podcast, man. You know, we talked about, we talked about uh, this, this series and, and the playoffs and, and everything. And he, he mentioned on there, he mentioned the big shot pot mentioned that the Bucks really don't have much of a, a structural offense. You know, it, it really more is Giannis. Here you go. Kind of get a mismatch, attack the hoop. If that doesn't work, hit Chris Middleton and then maybe Brooke, right? They don't really have mu- like much of a structural offense. And the Suns like really do have a structural offense, man. <laughs> like that's exactly what they have. They play really well as a team. And to me, I think that that could be like one of the biggest difference makers, man, because, you know, in a, at this level, right, at this level, like you can you can win a regular season game just on, on a single player heroics and stuff like that. But at this level, at the highest level of basketball NBA finals, man, this is top of the top. You need to play as a team. You can't like you can't go out there and Jordan 63 it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kobe 81. It, it doesn't work, man. And that is one of the biggest difference makers. Do, do you also uh, do you also agree with that, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think the structure and, and the pace and believe it or not, I believe that and just structurally and, and how the offense flows, they flow better and there's more touches when Giannis is, isn't in the game. So that could also be a factor. Uh, I saw a lot of that um, in, in, in game, in the last game that we saw against the Hawks, uh, that the ball, the offense was flowing, uh, d- different people were getting different looks. And I think that's why we saw the emergence and such big performances from different players uh, all around, just because sometimes Giannis becomes a ball stopper and it can hinder uh, and slow down the offense and the flow of the offense. 
So I feel like there's more structure to what uh, Big Shot by Big Shot uh, Pod was saying um, when Giannis is out of the was and is out of the lineup. Okay. Okay. Hey, and Jay, let me ask you something. What's gonna be more important in this game, defense or offense? What do you think? Definitely defensively. Defensively. Defensively for both sides. You know, it's very, very, very fun that very fun that you say that because the Suns and the Bucks are the top two defensive teams of left left in the postseason, man. So you know, defense wins championships for real, for real. Absolutely. So Jay Hill, man, like to to, I guess put a put a bow on 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 my thoughts, man. You know, like put a bow as to why I really got the Suns. You know, taking t- taking the championship, CP three. You know, getting getting his first championship is. Because at the end of the day, man, the Suns don't really make too many team mistakes, right? Like a, a lot of teams, a lot of teams in the NBA, they they lose games like they 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 did it to themselves, right? Like missing offensive rotations, you know, not being there for the de- defensive help side, um, not, not talking on defense, you know. There's, there's tons of things, ton, tons of uh, the little details of the games that the teams make team mistakes and that ends up causing them the game. But man, like all season, all playoff longer i've been really watching the, the suns and they don't really make team mistakes man you know cb3 does not turn the ball over they, they they know how to play they know where to play they know who's supposed to be where so the suns are really a team that you just you just kind of you got to beat them you really have to beat them straight up and i don't see the bucks really doing that in, in, in seven games man like to keep it real with you you know no disrespect to Giannis, no disrespect to chris milton but i just got to keep it real man i i, I don't see the bucks straight up outperforming the Suns in seven games, man. How you feel, Jay? I know you agree. Yeah, I agree. And and I and unfortunately I see it in six games, their demise in six games. Uh just just number one, it it all starts at the top. And I, and I don't I don't believe in, in Mike Budenholzer as a coach. Uh, I think that he he's lucky to be in the position he is. Uh, obviously you know, I'm I'm gonna judge a person off off. You know, that's this is his career. It's to coach basketball and coach. Him he is obviously he's he's got the credentials to be there uh, in this position. But I think uh, a lot of the credit is due to his his players and what they've done to get them there. And I think his game plans have been, in despite of his game plans, I think that they could have exploited uh, a lot of matchups better than they did. Uh, they could have had matchup implementations. Uh, different game plans where they could have won and won a game earlier or, you know, late game execution wasn't there. Uh, so I think it all, like I said, it all starts at the top. And if your coach isn't preaching the right things and putting the right players in the right positions to win basketball games, then that's going to be your downfall. And that's let alone, I think just matchup wise, Phoenix owns a lot of those matchups uh, just simply the activity, if we're talking defense, the activity of DeAndre Ayton, uh, Jay Crowder, Bridges, uh, those guys are all straps. And then CP3, he's going to bait guys into, he's going to bait PJ Tucker into a technical. He's going to bait, you know, Giannis into, into doing something crazy. Just because we see saw it with PJ, PJ Tucker, just that veteran IQ. He's been there. He's done that. Obviously, this is his first finals appearance, but he gets players on his team to do the things that they need to win and on the other team do the things, make bad decisions that end up costing the team. So for those reasons, I think Phoenix is set up for success in this series. Uh, and, and those players have been been waiting for this. Williams 
has been waiting for this moment, uh, setting up his team, setting up those values early uh, throughout the season, putting them in late game situations, winning close games. Uh, and, th- and that's why they're at the top of the, they finished second in the West uh, is because they're winning those close games. You know, they're beating teams like the Lakers championship teams during the regular season. Uh, and, and, and they've been setting this self up through success and on the opposite end of the scale I think that you know the Bucks have have lost close games um they've made their players have made mental mistakes they have Bobby Portis who, who's a loose cannon they have PJ Tucker who's smart but he's a bit of a loose cannon as well um and, and I think it's just going to be the, the downfall of them uh unfortunately but I think it's going to be a great series but but it's Phoenix it's Phoenix Phoenix, Phoenix, man. I I, I go Phoenix in, in seven. Jay Hill go Phoenix in six. Yes, sir. Okay. So, so Jay Hill, let, let me ask you one last question about this, uh, you know, Phoenix and uh, CP3 team, man. So D book was, uh, was stated on the record saying that Chris Paul already stamped as a point guard goat, regardless if we win or lose. You agree? Greatest. So we're talking greatest of all time point guard. The best he said I, th- th- his quote is Chris Paul already stampled as a point guard goat, regardless if we win or lose. Man, I have to disagree with that take. I, I gotta uh, disagree. Just, okay, okay. I gotta disagree with I that. CP3 is a arguably top five point guard of all time, but to say he's a goat, no, I think that's far fetched. Uh I think even if you if they take that they win this title, uh he's he's not in that he's not in that that level yet. Uh just simply because you know, he's had an ample opportunity. He's been on great rosters and, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But to have him to make that statement, that's a bold statement by D. Buck. That's my guy. That's a bold that's, statement. That's very, 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 very far fetched at this point. Um, and he's close. He's top five, in my opinion, borderline, because um, there's there's a few point guards I have had ahead of him. Uh, it, namely, you know, Magic and Steph, like just off the top of my head. Uh, but, but I think, yeah, that's a, that's a little too early to say that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in his case, I I was about to say that. I was about to say, I mean, a little too late because it's just, you know, Chris Paul definitely is a great player, man. In my opinion, might be a top 10, you know, point guards of all, of all time, but you know, goat, I just, I, I just can't go as far as that. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like some people say they don't value rings, but like, people when when generations pass on and people who did not watch Chris Paul all they're going to remember for like if he doesn't win is the guy who never won a championship like only mm-hmm. the avid basketball lovers who like go back and watch film from when CB like CB3 used to watch from when CB3 used to play will see like oh yeah he was that he was really he was a great point guard actually but mm-hmm. you know if you don't if you don't got them championships dog like we see that in due time you just gonna you just gonna get forgot about man like players like Reggie players like Ch- uh players like uh like Charles Barkley you know all great players man and they probably had a lot of respect on their name back in the day but like our generation we didn't really get to see him like that so to us you know they're ringless so can't, can't you can you can't really be too great yeah okay yeah. okay okay so 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 there, so there you have it everyone that is me and jay hill's prediction you know for for, for these finals jay hill's ro- rocking with sons and six right jay yes sir okay I'm, I'm i gotta rock with sons in seven but i gotta put the asterisk if the bucks fall in love with the three it's guys it's, it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be sons and six gotta be sons and six so jay hill let's talk about uh Let's talk about the you know 
our Instagram. You know, for, first of all, let's shout out shout out to IG man. Shout make out sure, to IG. Make sure everybody go follow us on on Instagram, man. It's mm-hmm. at Clutch Talk One. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter. It's at Clutch Talk One and TikTok. All that, man. Get at us because we'll be on there. We'll be active, and that's where we drop episode updates and everything. But I, I want to talk about something that was posted on there, Jay. So, uh, we posted some earlier today. That's a that was a picture of Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and that boy D Book. And we told the people, we, we told the fans to rank them. We got a couple of responses here, so shout out to everyone that responded. We gonna we gonna run through we gonna run through the responses. So let's let's run through this let's run through this one first. So shout out to homie OVO OVO XO JoJo. He said that his lineup is Tatum, Book, Trey, and Mitchell. How you feel? How you feel about that? I think I think that t- for me the Tatum and D Book, I was right there with it. I was ju- I was saying ah, you know. Tatum's had so many things under his belt. Uh, he's got so many all, enough All Star appearances. At, I think two at this point. Um, D Book, but D Book just got the edge up for me. Just simply where he's at right now uh, might be a prisoner of moment situation for me. But I just have to go simply who who's gone, who's taken their team this far, uh, and it's no doubt about it that D Book is the catalyst. He's the number one option for for the Suns. So. That's why the only reason I had him above him, uh, sorry, D book above Tatum, Tatum, and then I think that's that's a solid list. Other than the flip flop there. Okay, okay, uh, I, I, I like that. So mine, mine personally, you know, but b- b- before I keep keep it going, I I personally would have had Tatum, Book, Mitchell, then Trey. Dentray, <laughs> Dentray, but but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Let's get into the next one, man. Shout out to homie Terrell, man. Uh, is uh in on Instagram is it's last at SB. He got he he got you. Seems like your list, Jay Hill. He got D Book, Tatum, Trey, and Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Shout yeah. Out, absolutely. Shout out Good list. For that. Yeah. And then we got uh, another uh, an, another great page. Hey, shout out Murray Ranger, man. They sh- sh- sent another question, but all they said is Jamal won. <laughs> all they said is Jamal won. So yeah, Jamal hey won. man, I'm, okay. I feel it. I feel, I feel it. it. I feel it. Rep yours. <laughs> Wait, AJ hey, Hill, who's who, who's this? Uh, just be ah, just kidding. Jay yeah. Hill commented his his lineup, and that's D Book, Jason Tatum. Trey and D Mitch. Yes, sir. Okay, okay I like yeah. that. I like that. All right. Uh, well, sh- shout out to homie Isaiah Ramos, thirty-three. He said Tatum, D Mitch, Devin Booker, and Trey. Okay, okay. interesting. Okay. Okay. okay, I like that. I okay. like that. Yeah. That, that, that hey. definitely is yeah. an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shout out to homie uh, King Bomb Bomb twenty-four. He all, he also had Tatum, Trey. Wow, he had Tatum, Trey. D Book Mitchell, okay. Okay. He believe in the, he, hey, that's hey, that's probably Kai. That's probably Kai's yeah. burner account. Yeah. <laughs> he got Trey that's second. King Kai um. <laughs> King Kai twenty four. Man. Oh, man. So okay. So but but Jay Hill, b- before before we move on, I got something else that I want to talk about in 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 the in the, in the, in this in this pod too, right? So we dropped the we dropped a poll on Twitter, man. We dropped a poll on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we said. What NBA star do you think is most likely to change teams this offseason? We had we had Kawhi Leonard, Damon Lillard, 
Bradley Beal, Pascal Siakam, Damian Lillard killed it with 39%. In second place came Pascal Siakam, 31. In third place, Kawhi Leonard with 26. And in fourth place, Bradley Beal. Jay Hill, if you had if you had to list what NBA star is most, most likely to change teams this offseason, how, how, how would your list go? Would it be uh, similar to this? I think, yeah, absolutely. I think Dame, I think we've seen enough in Portland uh, to see it's not going to work out there. And it's just a matter of, of what he wants to do. But I think all indications show that they haven't been able to get it done. And then Pascal being second on the list with 31%. I agree with that as well. Uh, the, 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 the only issue with that is we haven't really seen a clear indication that what, of where the direction that the Raptors want to go in, whether that's young and totally rebuild with, with Siakam, who's, who's fairly young, you know, he could, He's kind of being too to the middle of his prime towards the back end of it. Um, we'll see. But I think definitely that's true. And then Kawhi was one I thought could have been higher on the list, uh, but maybe ahead of Pascal because of, you know, just just the direction of the Clippers as well. And we don't know if he wants to stay and if he wants to go to maybe another contender, if he's had, you know, two years there now and they haven't been able to get it done. So uh, and then Bradley Beal, I, I don't really see the, the, the sorry, the Wizards moving him right now. So I think he's definitely should be at the bottom of that list. Uh, he still has another year on his contract, I believe. So there's not nothing really, I think, that the the Wizards can get that would be better than Bradley Beal, you know, a perennial all-star in the East, at least, and, and you know, second leading scorer in the league. You're not going to get much better than that if you're the Wizards uh, in a trade. So I think it's I think it's a pretty reasonable, you know, percentage of votes to each player. Definitely, definitely. The only surprise I, I, I do have to say that I was just surprised that how low Brad, like Bradley Beals was like, like only really? 4%. I mean, to, to, to me, to be honest, like I thought he was going to be a bit higher than, 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 than 4% because I mean, I, I, I mean, I've been stated on the record saying this. I don't, I, I don't know. Like I don't really see D- uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal being able to like do it. Like it's just mm-hmm. two ball dominant players. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. And I think that in, in my opinion, Brad, I'm, I mean, but it, but ragged ship, you might as well ship Westbrook because you're not going right. to win with just Westbrook. Right. So this is this is definitely a tough situation. I know this offseason is going to be one to watch, man. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely want all the fans. I know us over here at Clutch Talk, we got something stirring up for the offseason. Stirring yes, up for sir. the offseason, you guys. I'm not even going to really touch shed too much light on it right now. I'm going to just, when it's ready, we're going to hit y'all with this offseason fire. But I just want to promise all the listeners, all the fans that we got some heat coming for this offseason. I know most basketball pods are dry during the offseason. Not us over here, baby. We're going to be lit. We're going to have several guests. So whatever team you like, man, Go fl- go flood us up in the comments, man. Whatever fl- whatever fan of team you are, go flood us up in the comments and just stay tuned for this offseason because not only is it going to be great clutch shot con- content, it's also going to be just great NBA content for us to watch, man. So, J- AJ Hill, you, you have any you have any last words before you know we wrap it up and tomorrow get ready to see this game one. Hey, man, I think, you know, John, I think this is going to be one of the best finals we've seen in a while, just in terms of this is it's so great because, 
you know, before I, last year, I knew the Clippers were going to win. The year before, I, I thought the the it was a sure thing for the Warriors. But, I mean, it turned out being a, a pretty good finals as well. You said and the Clippers were going to win last year? Sorry, did I Lakers? say Clippers? Yeah. I said, said yeah, I said Clippers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Lakers. The Lakers were sure, sure I win against the Heat. Uh, definitely the favorite. Five, five or six. Possibly sweep. Um, but... I think this is just so, so two even teams. Uh, obviously, I give the edge to the Suns, but I think it could go both ways. And I think we're going to see some really, really good basketball. So, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just excited. That's that's how I'm feeling. That's the mood. I'm excited. Let's see some I'm balls. Definitely, I'm, de- I'm definitely excited, man. I just, I, mm. I, I'm just happy to just see, man, great basketball. You know, like mm. I, I love watching just two teams go at it for, you know, for a seven game series and more than anything, man, you know, we, we definitely grew up in a super team era where it was just, it was the same teams in the finals mode, like five, six years straight, man. And, and it's still great basketball, but it it, it can get redundant at times, man. So it's great to see new faces to to see these new stars and see who is going to become the new face of this new wave, man. Yeah, me and me and Jay Hill, we think it's gonna be D Book. <laughs> D Book all the way, man. Jay Hill, let me, but Giannis, hey. but Giannis, show us something. Show us something. Giannis, hey, show, prove me wrong. Prove yeah. me wrong. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We okay with it. Yeah. Jay Hill, l- let me ask you one last question before before we sign out here. Who's gonna be Finals MVP? Devin Booker. Oh. <laughs> You don't you don't think you don't think they're gonna give it to Chris Paul? Oh, what a what what a heartbreaking story! He, I mean, not heartbreaking, what a, t- a heartwarming story! You know, he came from you know had, had to lose so many times, and now he finally gets there and he gets the Finals MVP. I, I think it might be Chris Paul. The NBA won a storyline. Chris, if the NBA wants a storyline, I think definitely Chris Paul. But it at the end of the day, I think it could be a situation where you know, like we saw with with Iguodala winning the MVP, and it could have been Steph. Um, but just simply like the story and, and and who the NBA wants to win it. But I think I think if if Phoenix wins it, uh, it should be because of Devin Booker being the most valuable player for them. So that's why I think D book. But CP, it could go hand in hand. It could go either way as well. And, and if if the Bucks somehow miraculously pulled us off, you got Chris or, or Giannis? I got Chris. I got Chris Middleton. Ooh, because Chris probably going to be the one closing that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Definitely, man. But anyway, guys, I, we appreciate everyone, man, that has stayed tuned all the way to the, all the, way to the end of the episode. Uh, whether, again, you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, we love all you guys, man. We really, really appreciate all the questions, all the comments. Make sure to go run it up on Instagram, man. Make sure... Uh, to go run it up on Twitter. Come debate with us, man. We love debating on there. Just just talk, j- drop a question, drop a debate at us, man. And I promise you, we will answer you. We will debate. We'll, we'll go at it. And we'll even, you know, showcase you and, and uh, on the show, bring you on the show and, and we'll talk about it, man. So make sure to go run it up on Instagram, run yes, it up on, on Twitter, run it up on TikTok, man. And get ready for, get ready for these finals, man. Because to, tomorrow, you know, we're giving away recording time. We're recording on Monday, tomorrow, Tuesday, July 6th will be game one. I'm excited. I'm ready and I cannot wait. Thank you, Jay Hill. This was a great episode, man. Absolutely. Let's get it. All right, y'all. We out of y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.